Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Well, and I think we have to realize that sometimes the hurt is a good indicator of growth, but also of things we need to continue to work on. Because the hurt sometimes comes from just regret. Like, I, you know, I'm, I missed out on something because of this dysfunction in me. Sometimes the hurt is from ego, though. Like, say more to that. What do you mean? I I liked the fantasy of seeing myself as being much better than I really am, and I think that's where we need God's grace to know that, man, even in our weakness, we're loved, right? And if I if I really believe that, then I can look at the parts of me that aren't healthy and not freak out. Because a lot of the times my resistance towards the truth about me is ego. You know, I don't, I can't tolerate the unhealthy parts of me. But if I can't tolerate the unhealthy parts of me, then I'm not going to be able to address them. And if I don't address them, I'm never going to get better. Yeah. And we call that uh, numbing. So if, if our way to response or handle the truth is to numb ourselves from the intense negative, then numbing doesn't happen in just one direction. It happens in both directions. Yes. So if I numb the intense bad, I'm not, I'm not going to feel the intense good. And that happens in relationships. So yep. if someone is, if you have a relationship with somebody where I don't use like, I don't hear like they're constantly telling me, or it feels like they're constantly telling me I'm doing things wrong all the time or telling, speaking the truth to me, I'm just going to start, start ignoring it and numbing it where I don't hear the the negative that I hear that they tell me, but also I'm that means I'm also not going to hear any of the positive, which isn't good either because it's not the truth. It's a reactive posture. Yeah, because numbing and being reactive to somebody in a relationship, not speaking the truth, is it? If you're doing that and how you respond and how you react to somebody, you're not experiencing them truthfully. And that's, that's a choice you're making for like with that person. So like you have this perception of somebody that isn't accurate or true. Which goes back to the ethos of this podcast, right? Relational recovery, what you're describing, if that's how we're, if that's how we're acting and behaving in relationship, we're not going to be in healthy relationship. Because again, a reactive posture is not going to lead towards relational flourishing. It's going to lead to the opposite. Yes. And so it's, it's this consistent, always and forever work and effort of pushing towards more and more truth, because the more often we do it, the, the easier, the easier it becomes, uh, the easier it, it is for us to do it, but it doesn't make it like easy. It's kind of like uh, the bearing one another's burdens. They're still burdens but they're easier to bear. Like the burden didn't go away. The hurt didn't go away. It's just easier to do. So that's why, that's why I think we make the comparison with muscles because if we consistently do it, it becomes easier and easier. Like if you ran a mile this morning and you haven't won, ran, ran one ever, it's going to be kind of hard. But then if you do that every day for a year, it's still a mile. It's just easier to do. Like the mile didn't change. You did. And that's what we're talking about. And that's, I think that's the hope in the future for being a truth teller 
whether you're somebody who's in, who's trapped in addiction or someone who loves someone who's trapped in addiction, the first time you speak the truth to that guy, I think you're drinking too much. You're using again. It's going to be hard. But the more often you do it with compassion and kindness, the easier it'll be. And you know what? That person who is, if it is someone who is, if you are the guy who's in addiction and you take that first step of like, I'm going to do one thing today that makes it a little bit better for me. And that one, the guys in the refuge, that's every day, all the time. You're doing one thing, one day at a time, better and better and better. It's not exactly where you want to be, but it takes time. And that's, that's what truth telling is like, this is a truth. It's going to take a long time to get out of this rut because it took a long time to get into it. And if you love someone who's trapped in addiction, it's, it's not the, it's not the, uh, like there used to be a TV show where you'd gather everybody around in a circle and like someone would walk into the room and they would hold them account. I forget what that was called. Like an intervention. An intervention. Interventions rarely work well, um, but consistently telling the truth almost always does. Mm-hmm. But it, that is a very difficult thing to do. But it's something that you, again, don't, you can't do alone. But we've seen at the refuge a lot of wonderful, beautiful, amazing miracle stories of consistently telling the truth time and time again. And guys slowly change because they grow closer and closer and closer to that freedom of loving themselves and wanting, I think what you said earlier on, wanting what is best for me and wanting what is best for others. But that best isn't like a selfish one. It is a selfless one, an interconnected one, one that is based in community and loving God and others. A couple of questions I think to ponder for us and anyone listening is to ask ourselves, firstly, as we engage in truth telling, do we want good for the other person? Mm-hmm. Do we want good for the other person? Do we want good for ourselves? Before we do anything, before we say anything, we need to answer those questions. And obviously we're advocating for the healthy posture is we should want good for others and we should want good for ourselves. Uh, The last question we should ask ourselves in this is just, what are you not saying? What am I not saying? For example, am I in a meeting with my team consistently and there's, there's somebody or some persons exhibiting behaviors that I'm troubled by? And am I not speaking up? What am I not saying? So take inventory of that. In my life, maybe it's my spouse, maybe it's a good friend. Do I want good for the other person? And what am I not saying that needs to be said? Mm -hmm. And that statement of wanting good for somebody And then saying the thing that you're not saying, saying like, I'm saying this because I want what is good for you. And this is why like, so it is, it is scary, but answering those questions, writing it down takes a lot of that fear away. Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a new conversation. We'll see you then.